Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Lisa Ryan, thank you so much for joining me. I am so glad to be here, Gene. Yeah, I'm glad we finally have a chance to like talk face-to-face as well. We've been bumping into each other online all this time, and um, man, you are you are in the middle of like the hottest issue for all of our listeners, so many of my clients as well, is, is finding and retaining people. Um, so for starters, just a little bit of a background on yourself, if you can give it to us, and also I'd like to hear a little bit about your new book. Sure. Well, I have been, uh, I've had my own speaking business actually since October 12th of uh, 2010, primarily because that's the day that my medical sales position was eliminated via group conference call. And Mm -hmm. I basically said that no company will ever do that to me again. And I formed my speaking business. So primarily, I work um, with a lot of manufacturing and skilled trade Um, But I do well in other areas too, finance, long-term care, that type of thing. And really working with my audiences to help them keep their top talent from becoming someone else's. Because in this age where we, there's not enough labor to go around, people can't afford not to create the type of workplace culture that not only keeps the people that they already have, but finds unique ways to bring in new talent. 100% correct. Um, And I think we've all realized that. And you know, I mean, most of the people listening to us are small to mid-sized companies. And, you know, if you're running a 10-person company and lose one one key person, it's 5% of your workforce. It's our 10% of your workforce. It's a big deal. Um, So, and and the book that you just published, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it is called Thank You Very Much. It's called Thank You Very Much. You're welcome. Gratitude. <laughs> and that is the correct response, by the way. Okay. Uh, but it's gratitude strategies to create a workplace culture that rocks. Um, my company is Gratitude, which is gratitude strategies. So it really comes down to helping employees to feel valued, appreciated, and that they are part of a bigger mission. And like you said, you have a 10 person company, you lose one person, that hurts. But you also have so many opportunities to create this family type environment where people get along, where they enjoy working together. And you you have some uh, benefits going for you that maybe some organizations that don't have that level of personalization have. I always thought that as well. I mean, you know, people talk about working for big companies versus small companies. And a lot of uh, my clients are are. How are we going to compete against some of these big brands or even the government offering these, you know, you know, more benefits or more compensation theoretically? And um, I always thought that was sort of the wrong attitude. I mean, I think there are a lot of pluses for working for a smaller organization. Don't you think so? Absolutely, because not only that, you have the the ear of leadership where they can mm-hmm. you have more immediate access. Um, you can customize your benefits, your programs to the people who are working for you. You know, see what is important to them. And frankly, it's not about the money. After a marketable wage, it's not about the money. If it was, we'd all be working at Amazon for forty bucks an hour. You True. Know? <laughs> Yeah, um, it's and true. It's and I, not- I always say that to my kids as well, like when they when they were first starting out to work um, and even when they're taking jobs during college. I mean, I always just thought it's so important that you enjoy where you work and the people that you work you know, with makes all the difference in the environment and the culture of the company. 
And, you know, and so you're right. It could be a big company or a small company. As long as wages are, like you said, marketable, as long as we're, you know, we're in that range, right. um, there's a lot more that, that small businesses can offer, I think, if you have the right culture. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the, with the wages, because this always comes up, but mm. yes, salaries are going up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just we're going to have to deal with it to find people. You're going to probably have to pay more than you were paying before. But one thing to keep in mind is if you are spending all of this money to woo new talent, what are you saying to your tenured employees yes. who now they've been there for 10 or 20 years and they are not they're making this much less than the brand or this much more than the brand new person coming in off the street. So we really have to look at our businesses holistically. So talk to me more about that. Um, you know, you, you know, here as we were entering in this conversation, I thought, you know, maybe we would talk more about, you know, attracting new employees. Um, but I'm not so sure, you know, maybe we'll have time for that or not, but you, you bring up such a critical point is retaining your existing employees, you know? So, you know, give me some advice. They say, you know, like, what are you seeing companies, particularly small and mid-sized companies doing um, to make sure they're creating the right kind of culture that their existing employees stay on? and They don't lose, you know, they don't lose them. Well, the Cliff Notes version of my thanks talk, which is my thanks process, is first you're building trust. Your employees right. aren't necessarily going to like what you have to say, but if they know that you're always being upfront with them in good times and in bad times, they're more likely to trust the process. The H, help your employees to be better tomorrow than they are today. Are you investing in them? Are you sending them to training? Are you bringing in training? Are you making resources available to help them get better personally and in their career? The A, acknowledge, applaud, appreciate. You know, are you thanking people for doing their job, you know, besides the paycheck that they get every Friday? Are you letting people know specifically what you appreciate about them? The N, navigating work-life integration. And I think with the pandemic the last two years where we've discovered that we have a whole lot more going on than just our professional lives, we become more empathetic as leaders. We figure out how we can add flexibility that people want. Uh, the K, getting to know your employees. Instead of doing exit interviews, are you doing stay interviews? What keeps you here? What do you like about working here? What would make you leave? You know, personalizing your appreciation with gift cards that they actually like and will use, favorite candy bar, favorite restaurant, knowing your employees. And the S is serving a greater mission. You're just not making pieces, parts. You're just not making, so supplying this level of service. You are making a difference in the community and in the world in this way. And that's how people want to be connected with a mission that is bigger than them. I can see you've given this speech before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of second nature. I can see. Yeah, let me zero in on the K about knowing your employees. You know, we, I know, listen, we all do such a great job with our performance reviews, right? We're on time. We give the feedback all the time. We're all, all of my clients just fantastic with performance reviews. Uh, Of course, I'm kidding. We do terrible jobs with performance reviews. What? I was going to say, wow, that's unique. Uh, yeah, never that's the opposite of reality. Before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I always make that joke whenever I'm like speaking to like business groups because we all sit around and we all know that we, we basically stink at giving performance reviews. Right. Or at least and it's not that we don't want to, but it's just, you know, we don't have the time, we forget, we whatever. And 
Now, listen, I mean, you you would agree that today's workplace, the workers, uh, half of them are millennials or Gen Zers, uh, this generations that have grown up on getting immediate feedback, that have you know looked for sort of more real time gratification. You know, tell me, give me your thoughts on performance reviews in particular. That's the K of your you know of, right. of saying thanks. I, I I'm I'm curious to hear more thoughts on. Um, what you what you see good employers doing when it comes to performance reviews? Well, and number one, if the only time that your employees are getting any feedback is once a year at that personal performance review, that is not enough. No, it that is not. not enough at all. Number one, as you just uh, beautifully demonstrated, managers hate giving them and employees hate receiving them because now they get to find out everything that they've done wrong the last 364 days. So instead, when we look at the, the feedback, the access to information that millennials and Gen Z want, it's quick touch bases. You know, how hmm. am I doing? How are you doing? How can I help you? What resources do you need? Setting 90-day goals of sitting down with employees. Where do you see yourself? I want your job in five years. Okay, well, you know what? I can use my replacement. Let's figure out how to get you there. So you're having regular conversations and also realizing that your employees see the world differently, particularly if they're coming from a different field. So, and, you, and you've had, we've all had this happen, you know, an employee's been with you for two weeks, brand spanking new in the industry, and they want immediate access to the CEO so that they can share their thoughts about how to make improvements in this 50-year-old company. <laughs> the, the, the owners, the leaders that roll their eyes, that say, this is the way we've done it for 40 years, who are you to come in here and tell them? Those employees, not only are they going to leave, but you're not going to see the world through their eyes. And maybe hmm. it's not the best idea, but it could be the seed of an idea that can completely change your business. So do you see a lot of your, your clients, a lot of the people that you speak to when it comes to performance reviews, the ones that are doing it better, they're doing it more frequently, uh, I'm assuming, correct? And I guess they're using yeah. technology or platforms to you know, keep notes, you know, get reminders, make sure that the for any formal meetings, you know, don't slip through the cracks. Is that, you know, are you seeing a lot of that? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I really like that I talk about in my programs is the, um, it, we talked about the stay interview, but also right. the all about me sheet. So finding out from your employees, you know, their kids' names, again, favorite candy bar, favorite gift card, favorite restaurant, trying to get this information so that you can personalize the attention and having some kind of tickler file or something uh, that you can go and, you, you know, hey, George, oh, how did your son's baseball team to go do? Mm. And George is going to be like, holy cow, he remembered mm. about my son? Uh, no. She looked at, you know, a piece of paper three minutes before your meeting to remind so we don't have to be geniuses. We just have to, to care enough to pay that attention. And the same thing uh, with the stay interview is sitting down with every one of your employees, um, maybe breaking bread with them, taking them to lunch, doing something, especially with a smaller company. Mm. You have the time to do it. But mm. you're breaking bread and you're having conversations with people um, particularly as the owner, they're going to be like, wow, I get to have lunch mm. with the boss today. But you find things out and then they share. One critical mistake 
that companies make that they bring in, you know, high, you know, uh, high price consultant to come in and do a big employee engagement survey and find out all this stuff. And then 10 months go by and they're still putting together all the numbers and everything. And the employees are like, well, that was a total waste of breath. Right. So you have to give, you know, these shorter pulse type surveys and give your managers, give your leadership team the tools and the resources that they can start immediately acting upon what the what the employees said, because when they see that their words are listened to, they're taken seriously and acted on, they are much more likely to feel safe sharing their thoughts and ideas. You know, one of the biggest, I've been running my business now for like 25 years. And um, you, I, I think one of the, the biggest change that I've seen in how we manage people today, and it's been exacerbated by COVID, uh, is just, it, it, it's not just offering health insurance and it's not just offering a retirement plan to employees, but it's flexibility, you know? And and I want your thoughts on that because there's there's all different definitions of flexible, you know, flexible benefits for employees. Obviously, there's work from home or working from anywhere. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about and considering four-day work weeks, you know, which to me is also about flexibility. And I see a right. lot of my clients revisiting their, uh, you know, their PTO plans, their paid time off plans. Some of them even considering unlimited paid time off plans for certain types, levels of employees with certain levels of uh, approvals before they can fully take advantage of it. Do you agree with that? Do you, do you think that the, you know, you know, the flexible workplace is one of the biggest changes you've seen? Or is there any other change that, uh, that you've also come across? You're like, oh, gee, I'm also seeing this out in the workplace. Well, it, it, flexibility is now an expectation. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the it one thing that, you know, you and me have in common with Bill Gates and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos is that we all have the exact same amount of time in the day, the exact same 24 hours. And that so was both brilliant. Yeah. So whether you're yeah. looking at, um, you know, different start times, a little bit of flexibility, because, you know, if you're in manufacturing, <laughs> well, people kind of got to be there. Same thing with retail, kind of got to be there. But right. can you stagger? You know, have some people work from eight to four, other people nine to five, 10 to six, you know, of, of just offering that flexibility for the companies who have had a completely remote workforce for the last two years. And now they are saying, oh, you're coming back to the office full time. What Basically, what they're saying is we no longer trust you, even though you've yeah. been perfectly well doing your job for two years. But the employees are saying, uh, no, I'm not. You know? mm -hmm. so, and then these these leaders are surprised. Well, what do you mean you don't want to come back to the office and take that hour long commute into the city every day and pay for parking and, you know, spend five hours of your week, you know, in a car or play. So mm -hmm. it it doesn't make any sense that what we learned during the pandemic there are a lot of it. We can keep going forward. Right. Company culture is going to change. A hybrid workforce is different than an in-person workforce, which is different than a fully remote workforce. All of the above have pluses. They, they all have minuses. But if we just look at the fact that it's not, one's not better than the other, it, they, they all have their good points and their bad points, but culture just is. And we look at our businesses differently than ever before. One really quick story. I spoke at a sure. roofing conference a couple of years ago. 
um, and you think about roofing, sun's out, it's not raining, you're putting on roofs. Well, this one owner had such a hard time finding people, they put on roofs Monday through Friday. They give all of their employees the entire weekend off. You know, and have they lost some jobs because of that? Well, yeah, because they're not working Saturdays. But are they more profitable? Yes, because that owner is not spending all of their time trying to hire people in a market where they're almost impossible to find. So it's these little tweaks of the way that we've always done business that we look at that differently now. That's fine. That, that makes a lot of sense. Lisa, you know, on the same vein of flexibility and, you know, different types of work, like different types of hours, obviously a lot of employers are struggling with, you know, working from home and bringing employees back to the office and trying to figure out, you know, the right balance. What advice do you have for employers who are trying to figure out a good work from home policy? If you were running a business with 50 employees, what would you be doing? Well, number one, I would be sitting down with my employees and setting some expectations as far as what they want. Good. Because a lot of times leaders are afraid to ask their employees, well, what do you want? Because they're going to be like, well, I want a 50% pay cut and to work from home two days, or, you know, uh, right. a, a work from home and only have to work two days a week. It's like, no, you know what? I think that it, for me, if I could just come in a half hour later, you know, I'm dealing with childcare issues. Oh, okay. You know. So it's sitting down and asking or getting together with your leadership team, putting together some options, mm. but then getting the buy-in from your employees, having those conversations to let them know, listen, we are trying to work this out. We want your feedback. Some changes are coming, but you're important to us. You are the most important reason why we're doing this, you know. How can we make this so that we have the best of all worlds? We have time where we can bond and get have meetings together and share water cooler talk. We have the flexibility of maybe, you know, not having that daily commute all the time. You know, what does that look like? And getting the feedback. That's the number one thing. Too many times managers take everything on their shoulders and they yeah. think, oh, I got to figure all of this out. No, you don't. Listen yeah. to your people. Get I got to interrupt feedback. you for that because we were talking earlier about like, some of the benefits of running a small business versus working for a big company. And when you, if you work at a big company, it's usually going to be HR that's going to figure out what the work from home policy is going to be. And you're going to have very little say in that because there's hundreds or thousands of employees that are affected. Whereas if you're an employee and you work for a small business, you will have more of a say that particularly if the business owner, like you're recommending, communicates and asks and surveys his or her employees. And that's just another plus, I think, when you're recruiting people to say, you know, you come and work for me, we're a smaller company, but you're going to have a say in your in your lifestyle and what your work schedule is going to be. You were about to see something else? Um, I think that that was, I think I had covered, <laughs> you covered it. it. <laughs> you know, I, I had a, uh, I, I, have, I have one client who has like a hybrid work from home policy, um, but he doesn't let anybody work from home or a Monday or a Friday. What a jerk, huh? <laughs> oh. I know. Well, and the funny thing is when you say that, it, it, it's just, it comes across to the employees as spiteful. You're yeah. a jerk. You know, why are you trying, why do you, why do you trust me on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, right. but you don't right. trust me on Monday and, and Friday? And that will cost them. 
It will, because it's all about, it, it really is all about having trust in your employees. And even when people say the four-day work week, I mean, the companies that I know that have been implementing that are, are saying, listen, it's not about a four-day work week. It's about you have your job responsibilities. I don't care if you take four days, 20 hours, 60 hours, just this is your job responsibility. So get it done. And, and however much time that you need, you know, you get it done. That level of trust, I mean, you know, people forget, man, your employees are grownups. We're not babies. They want right. to be treated like adults. Before I let you go, we just have a few minutes left. Um, sure. You know, we've talked about a, you know, a wide variety of topics, but I'm just going to just get your thoughts on, on benefits, you know, um, you know, yeah, health insurance, retirement plans, uh, work from home, you know, having a flexible work schedule. Those are great benefits to provide. Um, is there anything else that you can that you can offer or advise you know, our listeners? They're out there recruiting. They're trying to get good people into the business. Um, you, do you see any hot benefits out there that would really, you know, ring true in 2022? That might be a, the difference between hiring or losing that prospective employee. Well, you know, um, wellness benefits yeah. instead of health and benefits, um, and giving employees the time. Um, to whether you partner with a local gym or something like that, but you know, have that where it's part of the culture and the leadership is also setting the example. If you yeah. have, if you bring in mindfulness or yoga at lunch, leaders are there too. Um, that's one big thing. Uh, <laughs> not, not me. So I'm not doing yoga with anybody. I just want to be clear <laughs> on that and publicly state that. Okay. You are. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to see me home. doing yoga and those tights and all that. It's not very. <laughs> It's not a very good look, <laughs> but I get it. You but want to look, participate with you. And by the way, there's a mental, there's a mental health, you know, factor in all of that absolutely. as well. Correct. Right. Yeah. And we used to call them mental health days when we just didn't feel like going in, but you know what, mm. that is a real thing now. And if somebody is stressed, if they're just going through a tough time, uh, like I said, the COVID has been brutal to some yeah. people for the last couple of years. And so not making fun of a mental health day as something back in the day, cause we didn't want to work. We really need those. So right. having some level, I had one of my clients talking about that they have a whole thing on, you know, um, be okay with being awkward. So having conversations about mental health, because when you see somebody who's physically disabled, you know, it, it's easy to see. We kind of understand that. But yeah. if somebody is, is suffering from depression, you know, we're just like, hey, why are you so sad all the time? Slap a happy face on and get back to work because we don't understand what they're really going through. And mental wellness is every bit as important as physical wellness. Lisa Ryan is the chief appreciation strategist. Is that right? For a gratitude. Yep which is your company. Yep. Now I have, I have your website of Lisa Ryan speaks cause you do a ton of speaking. Is there another website that you'd like to mention or is that your main uh, one? No, that's, yeah, that's, that's my main one, but I am also really prolific on LinkedIn. Um, I post a lot of videos and articles and content on there too. So if you, you know, your listeners drop me a note and say that you heard me on the show, I I'd love to connect there as well. That would be great. And hold up your book one more time so we can all see it and talk about it. Thank you very much. And how long has this book been out for now? Um, I got it in the mail on Friday. Hey, congratulations. That's great. <laughs> that is great. Well, best of luck with the book. You deserve it. It's very timely. Uh, and the topic is extremely timely as well. So Lisa, thank you so much for talking with me. You're very welcome. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. 
visit payx.me forward slash thrive topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.